0: That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. work prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
1: Hey, this is Brian Alvarez, and this is today's edition of the Wrestling Observer Daily Podcast on the 8 Side Network. Are you ready?
0: Are you ready? Let's get it on.
1: How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern. It is... Tuesday here on this program and yeah, you know what that means later on today we'll do that raw report I gotta do the raw report because I don't think anyone watched watch the show It was on sci-fi we'll uh talk about that here in a while we got a lot of news to get into I do want to mention that tonight 9 pacific midnight eastern only for subscribers to either youtube or twitch if you're a twitch homie If you're a top-tier YouTube subscriber at 9 Pacific Midnight Eastern, you can watch the WrestleMania 9 Toga Party live on the video service of your choice. It will be myself, it will be Vinny, it will be Craig. So guaranteed the biggest Toga Party of all time, it'll be the three of us. And just added yesterday, the one and only Lance Peace. Storm is going to be joining us for the Toga Party tonight. Oh, it's going to be an exciting time reviewing WrestleMania 9. And yes, can you believe it? WWE stole my gimmick on Raw last night. But too bad. Day late, dollar short. We're doing it tonight. They're doing it next week. But our own Broga Party is coming up tonight. It's going to be a lot of fun. So as noted, you can sign up for uh, the video service on YouTube or Twitch, whichever you want to do. And uh, it's gonna be a lot of fun here tonight reviewing WrestleMania 9. Today on the show we got I don't I don't usually like to talk too much about ratings because nine times out of ten is irrelevant, but I do want to get it out of the way early because this raw rating is gonna come in this afternoon and ain't gonna be good at all. And I do not want to hear people talking about how, oh, the ship is sinking. No one cares about WrestleMania. I don't want to hear any of that. The show is on sci-fi. So we'll tell you about the and We have got the Winter Olympics, which affected both SmackDown and Rampage this week. We got notes on next week's Raw. Ronda Rousey talking about the fans, NXT tonight, and tons more back in a moment. Observer Live. Back on the show, Brian Elber is here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. So, in about an hour, we're going to get those raw ratings, and uh, likely going to be horrible. Uh, the show aired on sci fi, and uh, the Winter Olympics, obviously preemptions, it's going to take a massive toll on all of these shows. So, if you go on social media and see somebody talking about how, oh, this is failing, this is sinking, the f- nah, it's just uh, this happens. SmackDown, 2.151 million viewers, which actually is not bad, down 3% from the previous week, but it was the lowest audience they have drawn since Christmas Eve, and the lowest number for a live show since December 10, 0.51, and 18 to 49, lowest since Christmas. They were head-to-head with the Winter Olympics. We had Rampage, 540,000, down 10%, second lowest audience for the show so far in 2022, 18 to 49, a 0.20, uh, lows in the demo since December 31st. It was up against the Winter Olympics. Then, of course, we had Raw last night, and uh, because of the Winter Olympics, Raw was moved to Sci-Fi. And uh, my God, they were determined to try to not do the lowest number ever, uh, because they they did the one-hour commercial-free gimmick, first hour no commercials, and uh, oh my God, an insufferably long hour. And they didn't have commercials, but it was like the uh, I put commercials in quotation marks. They they had what they do on Peacock, which is if you if you pay four ninety nine, you get commercials. Like I don't have I don't pay the four ninety nine tier because I'm rich. But uh, I think they air like you know a car commercial or whatever. And so I I splurge for the nine ninety nine tier because I don't want to watch commercials, and instead I see some random you know video for. Oh, here's Omos growing up or whatever. And it's like, what a waste of time. It's pointless. So you're getting commercials one way or the other. And they had video packages and video packages and blah, 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 blah. But still, it was like that hour felt like three hours. And then there was two more hours. But anyway, the point is they're trying to avoid getting the lowest rating of all time. And uh, maybe they won't. I guess we'll find out. But uh, tonight also... We've got uh, also on Sci-fi, we have NXT 2.0 and bro nothing saving this show. I mean, we got Mandy Rose, Kaylee Ray for the NXT women's title, and I I don't know. I don't think it's impossible that Kaylee Ray beats Mandy Rose for the title, but I guess we'll find out tonight. I know that
2: Mandy Rose experiment would be over then, if that case. Uh,
1: Bro, that Mandy Rose experiment was over for me when I watched that show last week. And (laughs) it looked like it was over for her, too. Like, she was just done with it. But we got Braun Breaker, Santos Escobar in a championship summit. We got MSK versus Malik Blade and Edris Anofe in the uh, Dusty Classic semifinal. Creed Brothers versus Grizzled Young Vets in a uh, dusty uh semi-final in the match i'm going
2: to like the most
1: sarai and dakota kai wendy chu and tiffany and la Knight and uh and sangha you know i do not want to say however that uh, i really like the team of edris Nofe and malik blade outside the ring okay this is the problem this is the problem everybody with this show okay there are people on this show, on this NXT 2.0, that actually are like really great characters. Like uh, what's his name? The, the trick? No, the gangster. Well, Trick too. He's awesome as well. But uh, Tony D'Angelo, dude, it's a goofy gimmick, but like he does it really well. And backstage, Malik Blade and Edris Anofe. I mean, they're very, very fun, charismatic characters. And uh who did you mention? Oh yeah, Trick Trick Williams, you know, yeah. fantastic talker, but they're all greener, absolutely greener than grass. And uh what happened to Lash Legend? Like I even liked her segments of all things. Greener than grass. So that's the problem. Like you 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 want to watch these characters, but then they get in the ring, it's like, "Oh my god." <laughs> like, dude. But that's that's the that's what's going on. FCW. I, I, I don't know what to yeah, even FCW, it's like you're exposing these people on national
2: television yeah.
1: long before they're ready.
2: I know it. And it doesn't help them. And that's been my thing from day one with a lot of this is how is this going to help people when you're Braun Breaker? Like, one is enough. Like, And he had natural gifts and a background and all that stuff and still takes a long time to really get it. As great as Braun Breaker is, you know... <laughs> Months into his career, or whatever it's been now, weeks into his career, you know, combined. So, you know, one is enough. Oh, Grayson and Waller. To have all of these other people like that, it just doesn't do anybody any good. And I do want to rewind back to. Well, hold on. Before you we do that, I want to throw
1: in Grayson Waller here because he's not as green as the other guys. And with the right opponent, he can have a good match. But uh he carries himself like a superstar and he's he's yeah. a great talker, but you know being able to be carried by a styles I mean dude, unless your name is Omas, Mike could be carried by a j Styles, so True. he's still got a ways to go, but I do like Grayson Waller as well,
2: and on the women's side, who do you have to carry that load? You know, I guess it's e o you know for right now, but it's just it's it's frustrating on that side of the ledger too because you see women's wrestling everywhere else and you see they have really talented women like saray there's a reason that they signed her like kaylee ray there was a reason that they signed her and are they maximizing them are they getting them ready for stardom or anything like that no they absolutely aren't, unless you mean they're getting ready them ready for stardom, because once their contract's up, they can leave and go to stardom. And actually, you know, where I hope Tony Storm ends up, and I don't know what the status is with her and her contract or anything like that. But boy, that's a name I would like to see back in that mix, you know, in Japan, as opposed to what she was doing in WWE, where frankly, I mean, that's when you look at that whole roster, men or women like that's as much as you can try to aspire to in some cases is tony storm you make it to the main roster and they forget about you or they don't know what to do with you or they embarrass you or whatever it is i mean it's just it's such a mess right now it really is i know a lot
1: of people are are fans of uh cora jade and everything like that and uh it's nothing personal to the actual Cora. i've talked about her character on this show her character on this show is so dumb And a loser. That's her character.
2: So they're getting her ready for the main roster that way because that's what they're filled with. A bunch of. Now, the only thing they have to teach her is how to be bad with money to complete all of the, the cycles that they have up there, you know, when it comes to their people. The thing with Cora Jade is there's another great example of somebody who's got, you know, some experience and she's somebody that you should be pushing and being really careful with and really building up and establishing and they're not they're doing exactly what they're actually doing on the main roster which is just embarrassing her and beating her like that's actually going to help her like she's going to overcome something i mean it's ridiculous look at Liv look at live morgan the live morgan thing from last night oh live Liv morgan she had her shot she's all done if i'm being honest that loss almost broke me but it didn't the <laughs> what even the stuff they give her, and that's the other thing, too, is how are these people ever going to develop a, when you never get a chance to figure out who you are and you are given something and then said you have to be in this box, learn how to to be in this box? You never, you never actually are able to express yourself. The fans really liked Liv Morgan. They really are attached to her. But the more it goes on, the more it slips away because they give her dialogue she can't do that doesn't sound like it's coming from her. The dialogue they do give her that she's trying to fumble out is always bad. It's always, you know, her overcoming because she lost and it's like she's a loser that talks about being a loser. But if she gets that one more chance and it's like, how are you building any support for her? How are you getting any swell behind her and and unfortunately most of the characters are like that they're so overly flawed and they're a mess they don't know how to build baby faces it's that simple is it
1: true that they uh sent live morgan to the local cricket store uh before riot is that actually true and then they beat her on the show i mean it shouldn't be surprised, but... Uh, why,
2: yeah, why? I'm going to talk about... Bobby Lashley hey, in listen. Denver, they didn't crush anybody with him. This is a guy who could use a win that people pop for. He could have murdered somebody I'll... on that show and they didn't do I'll it. I'll
1: get to Ron in a second. But I got a preview for tonight's toga party. I'm going to talk about these characters. Because we're watching Raw from 93, and there were a lot of dumb characters coming and going. I'm going to talk about these characters. I had a... I had a, a my mind was blown when I watched Mania uh, 9. Back in somebody a moment. call
2: Filthy. It's Doink.
1: Observer Live.
0: Step into the world of power, loyalty. I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChumpaCasino.com. Welcome to the family.
2: VGW Group. No purchase necessary. where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
0: Well, let's do
1: this raw report, everybody. Let's get this out of the mm-hmm. way. I mean, the first segment of the show was absolutely fantastic. The Quiz Bowl. Because everybody involved in the Quiz Bowl is, is uh, fantastic. And uh even believe it or not, like when they turned Otis heel and they took away everything that was awesome about him as a baby face, I was like, You you blokes are out of your minds. He's not back there yet, but he is now he's gotten close. He's gotten mm-hmm. close. So I'll give it to Otis. Chad Gable is fantastic. Randy Orton and Riddle both play I was gonna say they're characters, but they're just both, you know, themselves. And uh, they're fantastic in these. And you know what? This dork, Kevin Patrick, is the greatest dork. I love this guy. But I've told Don't call him a dork. Oh, he's a dork? They only hire he you for a dork. dork. Oh, get out he of is... here, you geek.
2: No, you don't know He was know hired to be a dork. That, since you don't know anything about real sports... Let me tell you what he has been. He's been a thorn in the side of a lot of people. You remember that? Especially with Kevin Owens and people like that. One of the reasons why is because Jim Gray, that's who he, to me, he is modeled after almost to a T. The way he was rolling up on people, asking them questions after they lost and being that guy who was a thorn in the side of people. I, he hasn't gone full geek. Byron Saxton bro, well, Byron, is a geek. Bro, Kevin Patrick hold is on no a geek. second. Just because you're gonna,
1: you can't compare him to Byron Saxon and then conclude you he's not com- a geek. Are
2: you, who are you comparing poor, this poor guy to, bro? Who do listen, you think
1: is better off? Have you ever watched him this show? the show? They only hire you if Believe you're going to be me, a dork, it. and that's what uh, they do. They hired him to be a dork, and he's a great Mackenzie. Mackenzie Mitchell's dork. no dork. So anyway, they do this uh, this quiz bowl, and uh, I thought it was absolutely awesome. Except I totally thought they dropped the ball on the most obvious thing ever, which is. <laughs> They're going back and forth, and uh, it ends up being 4-2 in favor of the Heels. And so 4-3, uh, uh, actually, is where it was here. So it's Randy Orton's turn. They're down by one. And if they miss it, then the other team gets a chance to uh, to get it right. So uh, Randy Orton asked for the sports uh, the deal, and uh, they ask a sports question involving Denver, Colorado, which is where they are. And so even though I think in storyline, Orton knew the answer, what he did yeah. was he polled the crowd, okay, which is ridiculous because they said you don't have a lifeline because uh, Riddle tried to, uh, he wanted to call somebody or something like that. And so uh, he pulls the crowd, and they all help him with the answer, John Elway. And Chad Gable's like, you can't do that. That's cheating. You can't pull this crowd. That's ridiculous. So the next question is, is metric conversions, and the question is, uh, how, many, how many grams are in an ounce? How many grams <laughs> in an ounce? And uh, you know, straight-laced Chad Gable, 4.0 GPA. You don't know the answer. And I thought this is a perfect opportunity to do the same thing that Orton did and pull the crowd. Now the key is, as long as in real life you know, he knows what the answer is going to be. You can work it, because the answer is 28 grams. And the options were like 12, 16, 28, 32. So Chad Gable has to act like he doesn't know the answer, and he tries to pull the crowd, and they'd all be going, 16! And so, of course, then he says what the crowd says, and he loses, and so they screwed him. It would have been so great. Now, if by chance the crowd's stupid, and they're actually helping the heel by chanting 28, then that's when Chad Gable just has to go, I don't trust you, fans! The answer's 16! And then, of course, it turns out it is 28, and then he's even more fierce. I thought, God, how could you have dropped the ball on this? But that was the only problem. This segment was awesome. And uh, anyway, Orton and Riddle win in the end uh, with another weed joke, and, and Chad Gable's all upset, and they keep buzzing this thing, and he's acting like he has a heart attack every time there's a buzz. This segment was just great. It was awesome. So we had two hits and one miss, if you're counting, because the scooter race was just stupid. But
2: Do You like Orton being the stoner and messing up his own line? <laughs> yeah, he was so stony, he screwed up his line about, you're not the only one who bakes riddle.
1: Anyway. We had, and with
2: uh, Otis, too. And I like how ham was a trigger word for Otis. And... You're right. Look, this is one thing I've been saying about this ascension of Chad Gable and this team with Otis is the fact that they're slowly, very slowly creeping out more old Otis. And I don't know if we're ever going to get the shakes and weights Otis again, but I hope they're not doing this to turn either chad cable or otis on each other i like them as a team i think they should stick as a team for as long as possible and considering they don't have any might be a good idea bro the guy that wrote this game sounds dumb if you didn't watch raw i don't even want to hear your criticism
1: about this game this game was awesome and these fans were super into it like when someone chose sports as a category, they're like, "Yeah!" And you actually see people jumping up and down. This was not crowd sweeting They loved this segment.
2: Oh, no, and they went, it went 20 minutes. We've had a lot of opening segments with talking going back and forth that have gone 20 minutes that weren't anywhere near as you know as fun as this. So, and I also, by the way, too, before we get further into this hour, I'm never going to get this done. But go ahead. Well, hold on, because we have a whole rest of the show to talk about this. The only thing I really have to say about the rest of this is that hour was not that bad to me i thought they did a good job with everything in it i thought the tag match they came after it was exciting and i thought i know you're going to bash the first hour but i didn't think it was that bad i thought the problem though came later in the show when he got into the second hour and the third hour where it was like oh god kill me i thought they did a good job with the first hour i thought the rest of it is where you had the problem all right let me get going then So we had the show with you. Why am I even here?
1: Because I'm trying to get this so we can get it on YouTube without having to go through a commercial break. And then you can do all of your thoughts when we
2: come back from the break. Why don't you actually let me know? This is just Because I do it it.
1: every week. We had Alpha Academy versus the Street Profits. They went five minutes and Gable got the pinfall. So keep this in mind, by the way, that they got the the win here. This is a non-title match. We had a Lashley MVP segment, his hometown. And Lashley super over. And so what did they do with Lashley in his hometown? Well, they didn't beat him. That's nice. But other than that, they did nothing. They, nothing. They talked and we never saw the guy again. We had a god-awful series of segments with Alexa Bliss, who, by the way, a little while ago did an interview asking us to let it play out. Bruh, how long do I have to let this play out? It's been like five weeks now, and it's only getting worse. So the more I let it play out, the worse it gets. She cried because they took the replica doll away from her. She talked about how she was trying to control her anger and failed. Eh, whatever. AJ and Damian Priest, non-title match. They got five minutes, and AJ Styles pins him clean in the middle of the ring. It is the fourth straight loss for Damian Priest after he'd been undefeated for a year. They have now beaten him four straight times. Not a fan of this. Elimination Chamber announcement. Uh, they've already thrown in uh, five women. One more will be determined here on this show. And Seth Rollins, uh, Kevin Owens, Deal, their frenemies. Miz TV with Miz and Maurice and Ray and Dominic. This damn thing went on for like nine hours. Literally built around the babyfaces calling Miz a cheater. And Miz insisting he's not a cheater. And finally, Dominic gets in his face. He wants a rematch. Miz gives it to him. They go one minute and 40 seconds, of which one minute is Maurice getting ejected, and then Dominic Mysterio schoolboys him and pins him. Big win for old Dominic here on this show. Bianca beat Nikki Ash. Four minutes, KOD, nothing match. We had an R-Truth, Tamina, Tazawa Dana Brooke, Reggie segment. They're doing a romance angle with Dana and Reggie. She likes him, but she only wants to be friends. He's lost in her voluptuous lips, but then they're chased off again. So this, I can't say this will continue because for all I know, they'll drop it next week. Kevin Owens, Austin Theory. You know, Austin Theory's in the elimination chamber after beating Kevin Owens, but it's WWE, so we got to go 50-50. Kevin Owens, nine-minute match, beats him clean in the middle of the ring with the stunner. Because of course he did. Weren't we just talking about that? And I told you all this would happen. But no one likes to listen to me. We had a Lita-Becky Lynch segment, which, uh, you know, Becky does the old deal. Oh, I you were my teenage hero. I have so much respect for you. But now I want to beat you, and I'm insulted that you want my title. And long story short, they had a kerfluffle, Fluffle. And uh, Lita later out with the twist of fate. And then went up top and hit the moonsault. They gave it all away. Whatever. Doesn't matter. What? They're going to wrestle at the, uh, at the pay-per-view. Save the moonsault, brother, for Saudi Arabia. What nope. You... They can't even do that. What? Then... Do you think she's going to win the title? No, but you could at least have a, a near fall off her finally hitting the moonsault after she tried it at the Rumble and was foiled. And then she tries it here and Becky should have rolled out of the ring. Eh, no. They, they just hit it. Yeah. Kevin Owens in storyline may not be at WrestleMania, according to Sonya Deville and Adam Pearce. A two-night WrestleMania. We may have a spot for Kevin Owens. That's the storyline. Drew drop beat Liv Morgan with a Vader bomb. So those of you, uh, you know, hoping for that big Liv Morgan push, you're not going to get it. And uh, then in the main event, Riddle faces Seth Rollins. They go eight minutes... And then Kevin Owens just runs in for the disqualification. Then they come back and it's now a tag match. Seth and Kevin Owens against Riddle and Randy Orton. They go eight more minutes and you'll never guess what happens to the number one contenders to the tag team titles who after four weeks have finally earned their shot at the tag team titles. Seth Rollins curb stomps and pins Riddle clean in the middle of the ring. Because of course he did that was a show that was monday night raw when we come back from the break mike i'm gonna allow you to break down every segment that you want to here on this program and perhaps tell me why leader should have hit that moonsault which i thought was ridiculous back in a moment observer live
0: Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.
2: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live
0: with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
1: Listen, it doesn't matter, okay? But this stuff is so simple, and they can't do simple right. It's Lita versus Becky Lynch at the Elimination Chamber. Is there anybody on the face of this planet that thinks that Lita is going to beat Becky Lynch for the Raw Women's title? Anybody? No, of course not. Except for the gimmicks, okay? So listen. She went up for that moonsault at the Royal Rumble and she got shoved off the top and eliminated. She goes up top to hit the moonsault on Becky Lynch and Becky Lynch rolls out of the way. You just get people wanting to see Lita's big move. What other move does Lita have, everybody?
2: Twist of fate. The
1: twist of fate, which we've already seen. What else? DDT. A DDT? Hurricane Rana. She didn't do a Hurricane Rana. She has a spinning head scissors. Says but her moonsault. big move is the
2: moonsault and the twist of fate. <laughs> what are you, who are you to demean her wrestling repertoire? Look, I said those are her big signature moves. The
1: big ones at the end of the match, the moonsault Look, man, and the twist of fate. Those are her finishes. You want Hold on a minute. Let me just finish. All you have to do is make people want to see the moonsault. And then you go to Saudi Arabia. She makes a big comeback. Shoves Becky off the top she hits her big moon salt and you got a great near fall. That's all you have to do. They finally get to see their move so you get a big pop cuz they finally saw it and you get the big pop because you have the, the big near fall. But no. Now we've seen the twist of fate and we've seen the moon salt. So literally the only reason to watch the match is to see if she's going to win and we all know she's not going to win. <laughs> Whatever. Doesn't matter <laughs> but many Christmas is not hard and they make everything
2: so hard. You're turning simple arithmetic into calculus here. You really have taken that one too far. Look, she's not no. going to win. So, what's the big deal about the fact she got pushed off and eliminated? That was bad. But then she goes out. Yeah, nobody thinks she's got a chance to win. But you know what? Maybe she does because she did hit the moonsault. And you know what? She's oh, probably now got to, you're You know doing, what? Hold now on. you're doing calculus. Stop it. Shut up. The only th- so she hits it at at the pay per view and guess what does she get a win? No, that's when Becky kicks out. You're right, it's not that big of a deal. Why you're so hung up on it? I don't know. When you can use it as a near fall because she already hit it and proved she can beat the champion. She didn't prove she could be the champion. She had a moonsault. She, she, she rolled could out of the ring. She proved she could beat her with her move. No, she didn't. Look, did she pin Becky Lynch with the moonsault? No, salt? she d- she just hit she it. Did- she was able to hit it. I don't know why you're making such a big deal out of this. Why? I really don't. Because I tried to explain this. Oh, Jesus. There, there are three. You're right.
1: You. There are God. three things. Thank she you. beats Becky. She look hits look a this. twist of fate. The Oracle or she hits of the Wrestling, moonsault.
2: Brian Alvarez. She
1: ain't gonna hit. She ain't gonna pin her. We've already seen the Jesus. twist of fate. There's literally one thing that you can oh, save for this match for the fans, God. and they gave it away. Oh no. And You're sitting here talking about how I'm doing. You're trying to tell me that because she hit a moonsault on Raw, now people believe she's going to beat Becky? Anybody here?
2: No one? Okay. Thank you. You've turned the stupidest thing into a talking point. i got to give no, you credit the for that. That actually really is a sign of your amazing success. It really is to turn the smallest little It's not a small thing. Yes, it is, Brian. Forget the moonsault. It's a philosophical difference in booking because I actually can look at that and go, she hit the move on the champion. She's there for three Appearances. One was a Royal Rumble. Okay, she didn't hit it. You're really making a mountain out of a molehill about that. It was a way for her to get eliminated. Then in a match that you're yeah, right, nobody thinks she's going to win. I mean, the funny part is, is if you apply this to Lance Archer and Hangman Page, you were all about him laying out Hangman Page. Well, guess what? For a match that everybody knows he's not going to win. Well, here's Lita hitting a move on the champion, proving she can do it. So when she does do it at the pay-per-view. It's still going to get the same response. It's going to get the pop of She almost did it. It's a it's a difference in philosophies, Brian. This isn't something where everybody's such an idiot because they don't believe with what you say. Okay? Dude. Period. Bro. Did you bring up
1: Lance Archer? Yeah. Okay. Lance Archer. Oh, I don't think he's going to win. Okay? But he could win. Okay? He could. Like maybe hangman's got some serious sure. if Hangman has an injury. But...
2: Okay. Well no, oh, So no, I can't even explain no, this. You're gonna talk over no, me no? now. Because now you're doing the thing where it's fake. Bro. So nobody think no, Lita and, and Lance Archer are not winning the titles. Period. You can't you don't try to say, Well, maybe Lance Archer can do this. Well, maybe Lita can too then.
1: If if Hangman Page has an injury and he can't wrestle they could put that title on Lance Archer. Oh, Jesus Okay, Christmas. But you know what? If Becky has an injury and she can't wrestle, they're not putting that title on Lita. Becky will go out there and vacate it. There is zero chance, zero, in, the, in any universe that Lita's becoming the Raw Women's Champion. None. So the issue here is not about the moonsault. The issue is that there is a simple way of booking that is lost. Because everybody has watched WWE screw it up for so many years that now they just accept everything. Oh, she had all of her moves going into the pay-per-view. Uh, who cares? It doesn't matter. It's pointless. Like, actually, you could have saved something. You could have saved yeah. one thing for that pay-per-view. But now everyone's like, oh, no, forget yeah, it. If you're pulling it, it back matter. the
2: onion on their booking, the fact that they need Lita to come back when you have Bianca Belair, when you have Rhea Ripley, when you have Io Shirai, when you have, you name them. Like, that's the bigger issue. So, I mean, I'm sorry. I mean, you're right about their pathetic booking approaches. But, I mean, again, you've made a mountain out of a molehill. Would you all
1: rather I got mad at the fact that uh, they spent weeks building up Riddle and Orton, becoming number one contenders, and then beat them clean at the end of the show? Is that a mountain out of a molehill? I mean, it probably is because nothing matters. But, you know, that's remarkably impossibly stupid as well. And what about on SmackDown? Is it a mountain out of a molehill when I say, you know, they had the Viking Raiders, who no one thinks have any chance of winning the tag titles. They did a one-on-one match with one of the Usos, and the Usos beat the guy. He didn't didn't only beat him, but he did a splash where he, like, did the number one, just joking around in midair and pinned the guy clean. Is that a mountain out of a molehill? No, that's remarkably preposterously stupid as well.
2: You're exactly right. That's preposterously stupid. I don't think the Lita thing is, and I think that's the bottom line on that, and we should probably move on because we've bored everybody to tears. I don't care about boring them to tears. I'm trying to explain this business that oh, everyone's Jesus. forgotten. Can we get on some, some people to discuss it? You know though? who's a great
1: worker? Can we is, get on
2: some people to discuss it I'll tell it, you who's a
1: great worker, MJF. You want to know Why? Because oh, he does all because the old stuff. Because we have stuff. eyes. He does all the old stuff oh, that people have Jesus. forgotten, and he's bringing all that nobody's, old stuff back. Wait a second. Yeah, they That's, have. You guys, don't nobody's remember. forgotten it. Oh, don't get out a of a here! Prick. Putting a gimmick in your hand, and the referees and the gimmick falls out. Jesus Bro, these Christ. people in the Twitch, especially the YouTube chat, actually, they never seen that in their lives. Ugh. Nobody's forgotten it. Get out of here.
2: I don't know, man. I I got a, a whole Twitter feed that I, I, I know I don't forget about. And I know there's a lot of other wrestlers and performers and bookers and people in that business that, that don't forget about that stuff either. either. And you're right. MJF is a great worker because he's allowed to be, you know, he's he's allowed to be. And that's. The biggest thing with WWE, and we spend all this wasteful time talking about WWE and their crappy booking. You know, we could talk about any other promotion. We could spend this time talking about anybody else other than WWE being incompetent and giving them more oxygen and letting them have more of the space when there's so much other good stuff to talk about. Well, you know what? I'm talking about what I want to talk about here.
1: And it's gonna draw these listeners. Except Midnight Man eight four seven three, who right. quit the show because I was talking about good, good riddance. <laughs> Get out of here! You ain't tough enough to listen to this show anyway. You coward! <laughs> oh my God. Takes a real tough guy to listen to this show for an hour. Let me tell you, <laughs> nails
2: ya. over here. Listen to him. Yeah, this
1: coward. Oh what a dork! <laughs> no, Will you stop. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Ronda You're Rousey, a thug. Look at you. Opened up. Oh, here, Ronda Rousey feels the same way as I do. California. Opened up about her relationship with the fans.
2: Knows how to par- Look at During a, fan. a Sunday
1: Facebook stream where she was playing video games and answering questions, Ronda said that while she plays a character in WWE, it's still her which can make taking critiques difficult. It's hard not to take things personally from the fans because I don't go out there as, I mean, I do go out there as a character, but I'm also actually Ronda Rousey. I don't play Ronda Rousey on television, so sometimes I take it personally from the fans. Not so much from the wrestlers, but the fans. I do. She said, uh, I believe... uh, What do we got here? There's a lot of words in this article as well. (laughs) Um, Where are we here? In August of 2021, uh, Rousey referred to WWE fans as ungrateful idiots following Bray Wyatt's release insinuating it was them who caused him to be released. She acknowledged her change in ring gear, dressed in all black, which was a departure from what she supported before. She said the change was due to having her first child four months ago and not feeling confident enough to wear it. She said she is working towards it, but, quote, it's hard when you are coming back and being judged directly to how you looked three years ago. See, I have no idea what she's talking about there, because, number one, I don't even remember her old outfit. I thought she always wore all black. And furthermore... She gave birth four months ago. I think she's looked fantastic. So I don't know what she's talking about in terms of, of her gear and people being critical of what she's wearing. But, uh,
2: yeah. Yeah, I didn't even know that was a thing. But I guess I guess it always is. You know, you're in a cosmetic business, and I'm sure she's got a ton of people that are probably, you know, sniping at her about how she looks and her weight. I mean, all women do. I mean, everybody in wrestling does. So... You know, I, I that's unfortunate, but that's I guess that's just a part of your game that you have to try to shut out and that's I think that's the bottom line and that's obviously something that she understands now is she's got to do a better job trying to just close the door on social media and a lot of the comments and things like that. Once you get into the arena, you know, you got to deal with them that way, but as far as all the other, you know, chatter and nonsense and all that sort of stuff, you got to try to block it out. You know, especially in, you know, in anything, but but in wrestling, too. I mean, she had, but she had these issues in MMA as well, too, with people thinking, you know, she thought the fans turned on her there, you know, with the home fight and all that sort of stuff. She certainly thought that the media had turned on her. So, you know, that's just the way she is, you know, wired personality wise. And there's going to have to be people that are veterans who, you know, have, have been through some of the mental things she's gone through. They're just going to have to try to coach her through this and help her out a little bit. She did an interview with Steve O. of
1: Jackass in April 2020 and said she was questioning why she was continuing to take time away from focusing on her family, quote, instead of spending my time and my energy on a bunch of bleeping, ungrateful fans that don't even appreciate me. Bro. (laughs) She ain't going to be coming to the conventions, I'm thinking, later on in life. Yeah, get out of here with that. They're fans. It's not all the fans anyway. The fans. The fans.
2: You know the media said about the fans? Come on. The media's responsible. The fans are responsible. Maybe. I don't know. know. Should mention, by the way, that
1: uh, New Japan has announced a full card for Saturday's New Japan Strong continuation of the new Beginning USA series. Uh, This week it will be Josh Barnett versus Ren Narita. Juice Robinson and David Finley versus Jonah and Bad Dude Tito. Love it. And Hikaleo versus Cody Chun. I went to the show. I'm sure you guys are all aware. The show was awesome. And uh, the first uh, series of matches aired on uh, this past Saturday. So if you did not watch New Japan Strong this past Saturday, go watch it now and uh, watch the show this coming Saturday because all three of these matches were also awesome. So check it out New Japan Strong, NJPWWorld.com.
2: That's a non WWE promotion. It is, and by the way, everybody go over to Filthy Tom Lawler's Twitter and look at uh, supporting him when he does his virtual signing uh, so you can find out all the information there. In fact, I'll have it all for you after the break. Uh, You should have had that ready to go, chop and roll partner. I
1: retweeted it yesterday, back in a moment Observer Live. Back at the show, Brian Elber is here, Wrestling Observer Live. uh, Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. This person wants to know why doesn't Observer Live ever talk about the lizard people? Bro, come on. Get out of here. What? But you know, I will say one thing. I I will say one thing. I don't think it's impossible that in an infinite universe, there could be somewhere in the universe where men are lizards, okay? But it is impossible that the sun is cold. Anyway, Nick Gage has signed an exclusive multi-year contract with GCW, Fightful first reported the news Monday. According to the report, the deal will reduce the amount of matches the 41-year-old Gage needs to work while also keeping him in GCW. Currently, half of the company's tag team title holders, along with Matt Tremont, the belt from the Briscoes at last month's World on GCW in a surprise appearance. Brett Lauderdale, the company owner, told the website he is against the idea of contracts in GCW but made an exception. From day one, he says, Nick has put his body and literally his life on the line for the fans inside the squared circle. He deserves and has earned the right to be rewarded for 20 plus years of hard work and sacrifice. This historic contract will do just that. Allowing him to continue his in-ring career at a pace that is beneficial to his health while beginning to focus on opportunities that take him towards the next phase of his career. I believe he said this will be the first and last contract ever offered by GCW. So congratulations to Nick Gage. He's had a rough time here and there, so hopefully it all works out for him. And we are out of time, everybody. Tonight, 9 Pacific, midnight Eastern, it's a toga party, WrestleMania 9. Hopefully Mike's watching, watching along here with this in a toga of his own. Uh, It's going to be a lot of fun. Check it out. YouTube and Twitch. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Thanks, Mike, as always. Callers and listeners, everybody in the studio. Twitch homies, top tiers on YouTube. That guy who got R-U-N-N-O-F-T. We'll talk to you next time, Wrestling Observer Live.